Hey guys, welcome to the season finale of season one. Mm. And my creative process took a very dark turn. Um, and I want to talk about loneliness and isolation and something that a lot of people sadly have to go through. You know, it's awful to feel alone. In the sense that nobody cares and these feelings can lead to despair and hopelessness. But the impact can be far-reaching, much more than just our attitudes. In fact, loneliness actually has a physical impact, too. You know, recent research published by um, the APA revealed that people who felt lonely were more likely to get sick. In particular, loneliness makes us more vulnerable to the common cold. But the impact wasn't limited to moments when we're away from people. In fact, we can be in a crowded room and still feel lonely. You know, believers are not immune from such feelings. You know, yes, we've accepted Jesus and happiness comes in our lives, but we still have emotion and we can feel isolated from friends and family. And even in the midst of, like, of a group of people, we can still feel ignored and deserted and left out. You know, when this happens, it depends on how you respond to situations. We've talked about this before. You know, the Bible reminds us of steps we should take. First, we're supposed to remember that we're never alone and that God is with us. That might sound very kindergarten-esque, but it's true. And as Jesus promised, the Father gave us the Holy Spirit to be our comforter, to be with us forever. John 14, verse 16. His constant presence means that we always can fellowship with him. We can talk with him and share our concerns and thoughts. Our lives are enriched and our attitudes change as we fill our hearts and minds with his word and declare his promises as we pray and talk with him. And you're never going to know what that is until you dive into his word. And the hardest thing is, is that reading the Bible is going to be so boring if you don't let the spirit teach it to you and whenever you see characters in the bible try putting your name in there like david and the david and goliath you and goliath you might have some goliaths in your life that you're trying to overcome or job's situation take you he lost everything he had sometimes we lose everything we have to keep jesus and when we do and when we persevere he blesses us seven times full and so, you know, the Bible also reminds us the importance of being connected with others in the body of Christ. Fellowship, super important. We are not to neglect our meeting together or the assembly of the brethren, um, which is Hebrews 10.25. And I think that statement is so underappreciated. There's nothing more than fellowship or with the people that you're supposed to be around. And of course, that doesn't mean neglect certain people. It just means that you stay with like-minded people. Your clique should always be like-minded. And as you fellowship with God, you know, let him fill your life with meaning. Never forget that he wants you to be in health and to prosper. That he promised never to leave you nor forsake you. And that he's with you always in every single circumstance. And... Sometimes you'll be lonely, but you'll never be alone. Some, most of the time, 
the thing of Jesus is not the most popular. You're not going to get the most friends. You're not going to probably have high status. None of that matters when you're with him. Because all of that is fulfilled. And maybe when you're alone, you can find peace. When it's still, when it's quiet, when it's dark. Maybe not even when it's dark, when it's bright too. When it's just you and the world. Or shall I say, you and God against the world. And you find truth. You find out a lot about Jesus if you take time to look into that. You have so much time now when you're alone. For example, in quarantine, when it first hit, everything got shut down. You are trapped in your house practically until mandates are lifted. And during that time, I remember it was early April. And I remember just writing in my round books, just wanting to know God because I've been so distant from him, from my work schedule and from school and from activities and making up all sorts of excuses and I always said, I didn't have time. I didn't have time. I didn't have time. I didn't have time. And then God said, okay. Took everything. Completely. Entertainment was gone. You could barely go to the grocery store. Like Everything was closed and shut down. And you were basically in your house by yourself. With nothing practically to do. And so then he says, what is your excuse now? Which sounds crazy, you know? So during that time, I remember feeling extremely lonely because, of course, you were trapped in a house all day. You can't go anywhere. You can't meet up with friends. You have to stay distant. And even if you do meet up with them, it's not the same. You have to FaceTime them all the time, even if they're not busy. You know what I mean? Like, it's not the same. But sometimes that loneliness is good for you to find God because you're, we're all distracted by every little thing, by our work schedule, by, you know, something that comes up or a circumstance and then we just bring that in our lives bringing us distant to God and then God just said stop everything and come to me and the reason why we can't really rely on ourselves even when we are alone is because our feelings are fragile only God or the truth that we have in God is solid unchanging and stable the beliefs we hold should hold us up even when life feels like it's falling apart. And, you know, a key verse I want to bring up is in Isaiah 26. You know, if you, were, if you and I were able to spend some time digging into the book of Isaiah together, Isaiah 26 focuses on the strength God gives his people so they can accomplish his purposes. And you might ask, where does the strength come from? First, we need to know that one of the keys to understanding this chapter is the realization that the prophet Isaiah is looking forward to the end of all things, which means he's already prophesying revelation. This is years ago. So Isaiah knows while things might not look good right now, God promises us his plans are good. You know how everybody says, you know, in the end, everything will be good or there's always a happy ending and everything else. But it's going to get worse before it gets better. That's the way it is. And sometimes peace can feel impossible in a lonely place when your thoughts are loud, when your anxiety goes through the roof, when you're all alone. 
and you feel lonely, you feel sad, you feel depressed, you're constantly reminded that nobody's there for you. And sometimes it's hard to find inner peace in God and peace in yourself. And, you know, just like we mentioned earlier, holding on to God's promises gets you through that. Because that's where the comfort comes from. You know, God promises us that he'll wipe away every single tear from our eyes. Death will be swallowed up. And he has ordained our peace. But we aren't just promised peace on the other side of eternity. Isaiah tells us how we can experience and walk in strength and peace even today. Even today. Isaiah 26, 3 and 4 says, You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever for the Lord God is an everlasting rock. The Hebrew word for the phrase stayed on that's used in this verse is samak, which means to brace, uphold, or support. Crazy, huh? So, in other words, those with minds fully braced, upheld, and supported by truth and trust in God will be kept in perfect peace. Now, perfect peace basically means all-embracing, and it's God by the power of his indwelling spirit that gives us the strength internally to face whatever comes our way externally. So, for example, our circumstances and the things we go through or the bill that's not paid or um, the medical situation that's going on, it comes hand in hand when it comes to trust in God and mental health. And your mentality, the way you view it, the way you perceive it, the way you fight back. And this doesn't mean that circumstances will feel peaceful, of course not. It doesn't mean all our relationship troubles and hardships suddenly get better. Nor does it mean the prayers we pray suddenly all get answered at that instant. But what it does mean is our mind can be steadied with truth instead of overrun with thoughts of fear, anxiety, and worst case scenarios. Which you tend to think a lot when you're by yourself. And... Hebrews 13 verse 8 says, you know, Christ was the same yesterday, today, and forever. The same God who rescued David from Saul, who split the Red Sea so the children of Israel can safely pass through, and the one who promises strength to his people through Isaiah, he is the same God you can trust with your life, even though it feels like you can't. You know, John Piper, one of the people I used to read growing up, he always said, there is no power in the universe that can stop God from fulfilling his totally good plans for you. These words were confirmed in Job 42 verse 2 where it says, I know that you can do all things and that no purpose of yours can be thwarted. God is always doing more than you know and working towards a good you will one day rejoice in. You know, it's, it's hard, of course. Loneliness is not a fun thing. It's not something to look forward to. And when you have no option but loneliness, sometimes it feels like the door's shut and it'll never open. You know, the reality of my aloneness hit me like a punch in the gut. You know, like being alone was my permanent new normal. It kind of changed my personality in a way. I suddenly felt more excruciatingly isolated than ever before. And if I had been dropped off on another planet and left there to figure out how to survive, all along with no escape. You know, scripture gives us plenty of examples who shared these same painful feelings and realities. In fact, all of the Psalms point to evidence that even King David felt lonely quite often. Yet his loneliness is exactly what drove him to lean into God, which is funny, right? Because David, the king at the time, practically had anything he wanted. He had people he can entertain him with or anything. And yet he still felt lonely even as a king. 
Psalm 25, verse 16 says, King David said, Turn to me and have mercy, for I am alone and in deep distress. Followed by verses 17, verse 18, which say, My problems go from bad to worse. Oh, save me from them all. Feel my pain and see my trouble. This whole passage is a series of pleas for God's help because David felt oppressed, depressed, troubled, unseen, and deserted by God and other people. A.K.A. painfully alone. But instead of staying upset with God, David's prayers took a twist. I wonder if he paused, slumped his shoulders, and breathed a heavy sigh as he humbly uttered the words, In you I take refuge. That's a lot of humility there. When you're at your lowest point, there is no way to go but higher. And yet David still stayed low. May integrity and honesty protect me, for I put my hope in you. Psalm 25, 20 through 21. Despite everything, King David leaned into the Lord. He still leaned into him in his darkest moments instead of away from him, which we tend to do. Sometimes we run away from problems rather than face them. Despite how alone he felt, David wanted to connect with God and held on to hope that he was there even if no one else was. You see, loneliness can actually be a catalyst to grow our relationship with God rather than stifle it because you have more one-on-one time with him and you're not distracted by the things in the world. You know, sometimes loneliness is God's way of reminding us that we were made for a personal relationship with him and he placed a deep longing in our hearts only he can satisfy. Maybe you're feeling loneliness because of the loss of a spouse from separation, divorce, or even death. Maybe it's because of an empty nest, an empty spot at the table, the loss of friends, attending holidays, you know, weddings or social events, and solo in a new season of life. It can even sometimes feel the strongest when we're in a crowded room or with a spouse who makes us feel invisible or unimportant, even when in their presence proving loneliness is a state of mind, not a state of being. Regardless of the root of our loneliness, we can always trust God is with us. And as we lean into him, we can continue to pray that he will bring the right people in our lives and satisfy our need for human connection as he satisfies our soul's thirst for him. In my own life, I'm thankful God has given me great friends. And I don't really notice that when you're in a dark place. You don't appreciate the people you have when you're in a dark place because all you're told is that no one is there for you. When in reality... You look away from those things and you understand so many people support and care for you. And I'm glad that God sent me people to walk with me through my lonely seasons. You know, but one thing I'll advise is don't go to people. Go to God first. And the rest will eventually fall into place. God may not take away the loneliness, but as we put our hope in him like David did, God will make sure we feel his nearness. And he can use that loneliness to bring a stronger connection with him. pray about it too Whew, that's the hardest part sometimes it's hard to even fall flat and you know me like I've went to places I went to small groups I went to Bible studies I went to all these things people have led organizations I've led things before they're vulnerable I'm vulnerable I know the stress of deadlines and everything else and yet, I can't wait to be with these people. The urgency of wanting to be with deep friendships is just amazing. That loneliness that I had for so long, for so long, just got to its peaking point, you know? And sometimes we can be alone first standing up for Jesus. You know, to be set aside is to be rejected. 
It's literally what it means. I think set aside is a watered down version of rejection. Yes, people will see a light in you and they will see how different you are from everyone else as you are a believer. But at the same time, people will sometimes push away from you. And that comes with everything else you're doing. Anything else you're proud of in life. Whether it comes to a profession that you want to perceive, a dream you want to chase. You're going to do things that other people aren't doing. And that's going to set you aside from other people. That's exactly what the enemy would have wanted me to feel. If he can get me to feel this, then I'd become completely self-absorbed in my own insecurity and miss whatever reason God had for me to be here. And that's exactly what the devil wants. Also, to be set apart is to be given an assignment that requires preparation. You are not going to do this if you're not alone. You need time to think, reflect. And loneliness is not always a bad thing. It just feels horrible, right? You got to think like, that's what I believe God wanted to see in me. If he can get me to see this, I'd be able to embrace the lesson of the situation. I wasn't just in this place. I'm in this place with God. And being lonely also humbles you. Look for the gift of humility. You know, with humility comes wisdom. And when you're not prideful and set in your own thought, you get to learn a lot better. It's better to be slow to speak and easy to listen. I think it helps us a lot more. And sometimes being lonely is a gift. This will help you develop a deeper sense of compassion for other people. People who are lonely, you get to feel for them and you can help them. You better believe when I walk into a conference now, I look for someone sitting alone and make sure they know somebody noticed them. Because so many people feel deserted yet they don't even know. Have you ever seen somebody in a public area and you're with all your friends and everybody else is hanging out and you just see that one person in the corner on their phone or doing nothing the whole time? That person wants to, some people don't socialize, which is completely normal, but nine times out of 10, they want that one-on-one time, but either one, anxiety, two, they're not confrontational, or three, no one is noticing them. Also look for the gift of silence. Notice I've been saying gifts a lot, and sometimes you can find blessings in the midst of hardship. Had I been surrounded by the voices of those people I was so eager to meet, I would have missed the voice of God. Because the voice of the Spirit is a very slow, still, and calm voice. You know, I know it can be painful to be alone. And I know the thoughts of being set aside are loud and overwhelmingly tempting to believe in the hollows of feeling unnoticed and uninvited. But as you pray through your feelings, ask God exactly what the psalmist does in Psalm 25. 16 through 17 says to turn to you and to be gracious to you in your loneliness. And then see if maybe your situation has more to do with you being prepared than overlooked. There is something wonderfully sacred that happens when someone chooses to look past being set aside to see God's call for that person and being set apart. It is extremely imperative to not just look at the brighter side. But have faith because some days by yourself will be, whew, it'll be long, it'll be hurtful. But even the hardest hardships, even the worst outcomes have great purpose. And God can use that to benefit your walk with him and also enlighten your mental health. And I think both of those things are insanely important. Um... Just know that you're loved, you're important, you're wanted, you're special, you're needed. And 
when you're feeling depressed, when you're feeling like less, when you feel like the weight of the world is on your chest, just understand that there's joy in the morning. There's joy in the morning. And there are going to be times where you feel like you've given, but you still owe. You're driven, but you move slow. You've forgiven family and foe, and your heart as a whole, but of course, you're desperate for fulfillment. God is saying, allow me to help you. You won't make it in life by yourself, and it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to put your ego on the shelf, and sometimes our pride in our mind forces us to hide in a room, cleaning and covering up our problems with an emotional numbing broom. But here's some hope. Christ is coming soon. And I'm writing this tune to tell you that the pain you overcame is never in vain. And you got to remember that sometimes insecurities are loud when you're alone. But remember, you got to remind yourself how beautiful you are. You don't have to have fancy clothes and cars. You don't have to have status, money, fame. Remember how important you are and how much of a light you are and how important and special you are to other people. And maybe that loneliness is blocking out that thought in your head, limiting your full potential. You're loved. Stay blessed.